We'll just have to imagine that right now you're standing arm in arm with your co-founder in what appears to be a recycling extravaganza. It's been a long time coming. The tide is turning. We tired of running. We rising up. It's been a long time coming. They plot is hurting. Shake off that burden and that dirt in. Yo, yo, welcome to another episode of Raj Nation Innovations Discover Your Inner Awesome Podcast. My name is Rajiv Nathan, aka the Raj Nation. I am your show's host. I'm the founder of Raj Nation Innovation, a hip hop artist and a yoga instructor. Above all else, I am a storyteller. I am joined by my co host, Victoria Cohen, aka VC Money. Victoria is the voice behind Almonds and Asana. She's a yoga instructor, a blogger, a health, wellness, and fitness enthusiast. Above all else, she is an activist. This is Discover Your Inner Awesome, the only show where you get to eavesdrop on conversations with entrepreneurs, startup founders, artists, and musicians about the stories, the journeys, the struggles, but most importantly, the questions. The questions that help creative thinkers like you and I better understand who we are, what we're doing, and how we can do it better. It's real talk with real people doing real big things to show you the real side of success. In this episode, we sit down with Angelica Babich. Angelica is the co-founder of Swap Adventures. Our topic of conversation, well, when times are tough, how do you remain positive? Before we dive in, I want to send a quick reminder and invitation to join our tribe if you're not a member already. Head over to www.discoveryourinnerawesome.com. Enter your email address there and you will never miss another episode of this show. Getting an email every single Monday when we release a new episode. You'll be in touch with all of the awesome. All right, let's dive in now to our conversation with Angelica Babich of Swap Adventure. How do you remain positive? Let's listen in. I think that we're just extremely saturated with a lot of opinions and a lot of strong personalities into the world. And I think social media and our news and TV really, really is putting a lot of personalities and strong personalities out into um, in front of our eyes. And it's easier to get sucked into a lot of negatives nowadays and our own opinions and a lot of comments. And it's a little bit harder to stay positive, but where it's important more than ever is staying positive is our way of getting through our tough days. It's our way of getting to be able to get our point across as far as an entrepreneur or our daily lives or anything, because Staying positive is just going to make us stronger and better. And me as an entrepreneur right now and having things being put on social media within a second in a person's opinion, it's it's even more than ever important to stay positive because it's what's really getting us through the day. And an example of, of staying positive is, you know, I'm implementing something that's brand new into a market and into the next phase of generations. And 
you know, I get a lot of no's a lot of the times. And my partner and I, you know, we go through a lot of, um, you know, daily tasks and we just, we get through our obstacles and our hurdles by staying positive with each other, giving ourselves a little bit of a, a positive uplift, whether it's through a text message, whether through it's an, it's a positive email. Um, it's what get, gets us through the day. Or if we have something that we need to get through together as far as like having three kids together and needing a little uplift of getting through the day of having our kids home from from school right now too that is you know it's a little positivity that we need throughout our day to keep ourselves going staying positive is very important right now <laughs> yeah well it's yeah it sounds like a lot so kind of talk me through one of the things you mentioned was um you know running a business starting a company something that's new post something online and then there's essentially instant feedback because people can comment on what's being put up. Now, given that that's the case, sometimes not all feedback is encouraging. Sometimes it can be discouraging. Can you talk us through um, kind of a moment or any any specific moments that come to mind where you didn't get you know the automatic, hey, this is great, and maybe someone, you know, for lack of a better phrasing, shat on what you were doing? Yes, you know, we we do events all the time. So around people in public and different types of personalities and every walk of life, every culture. So for us, you know, having a big event and we have our, our attendees there, that is the very, very exciting part of what we do. And we expect it to be all fun and exciting. And then sometimes, you know, we will we will come home from an event and all of a sudden we'll be on social media and then we get a number one review. And all of a sudden, you know, we'll, we'll have a person that says, you know, this wasn't the greatest event. This was something that, you know, I maybe never even returned to. So for a moment, you know, we will get, we will come down from our excitement because we did have a great turnout, but all of a sudden we get this review and we're like, instead of making this like, okay, I'm going to go hide under my pillow now and just never do this again. We're like, okay, how can we learn from this person being upset about an event or maybe giving us the one rating? What was it about them that we can make our event even better to make sure that, you know, even if this person, um, let's say that you know, the system didn't work out for them very well. A process didn't work out very well. You know, how do we get back to the drawing board and work through this issue that maybe she was the, the one person that was able to really tell us how she felt. And maybe other people are really feeling that, but they're not maybe courageous enough to say something. So how do we make this better? So then we'll brainstorm, we'll get some ideas down, we'll even ask more people that came to our events and do some more surveys to see, really get into the person's mind and see how our events could get better. So it's remaining positive and getting that maybe negative feedback and making that into something that will just help out and make our events that much better and making sure that people are satisfied with the events. Yeah, I like that. I think for me, um, it's, and I'm not always the most positive person. That's like definitely something I'm working on in life. Um, I think it's sort of figuring out how to make those not inherently positive situations positive. So this conversation reminds me a little bit of when um, uh, 
the, you know, silencing your critics conversation sure. a little bit and sort of figuring out, okay, what, you know, sometimes, seven, yeah, sometimes <laughs> there's just people out there that just want to be curmudgeons and they just want to say mean things. And <laughs> that maybe you just ignore and laugh it off, whatever. But when it's critical or when it's, when it's, um, feedback that you know maybe you can take more seriously and put a positive spin on it like okay look this person's giving us something to work with a way that we can make this better you know how can we make this a positive opportunity um, and actually it's really funny I, my parents are in town visiting and my mom's an entrepreneur as well she um, has owned lots of retail businesses she owns shoe stores and she was actually telling me how she's like gosh I always get such positive feedback people are usually really nice when they come in the store they love everything I have and she goes this you know woman came in the other day and bought a bunch of shoes and she was really cute and all this stuff and she goes and she looked at me and said can I tell you something you might not like my mom said sure she goes I've never come in here before because your window displays are awful they look terrible <laughs> and she went on and on my mom was like okay well maybe I've like kind of not been putting enough effort into that whatever so the woman leaves and then literally the next person comes in, she buys some shoes and she goes, and you know why I came in? I love all the shoes in your window and the window looks so great. So I was like, well, you know, you kind of have to take it all with a grain of salt and, and, you know, put whatever that positive spin on it that you can of, okay, maybe there is something I can improve on here and not just be sad and down about it. But, you know, there's obviously a reason um, that someone brought this up and how can we make it better? So I like what you're saying. Thank you, Victoria. And I think I think as as an entrepreneur, you know, it's it's just important because our customers, our targeted audience, is who we're trying to impress. Because our business is not about us; it's about making our consumer happy and making sure that people love the product, whether it's a shoe, whether it's a song, whether it's you know uh, swapping at an event and and making people happy. So it's always about others we're serving others and and no matter what we have to take every every comment and every everything that a person will say and and really try to make it that much better mm -hmm. no and i i notice actually too sometimes it's about rephrasing things kind of in your head so instead of being like oh i have to go do x y and z today even just turning it into like I get to go do X, Y, and Z today. I've been trying really hard mm -hmm. to do that lately. And it's hard. It's really hard to do. But I think even sometimes just that really small mind, you know, shift in thinking. So like when someone gives you that feedback, like gives you a one-star rating and think, oh, like we have to deal with this. Maybe, oh, we get to deal with this. We get to make our business better. Yeah, kind of swapping out the have to with the get to. Yes. really changes the way things look definitely definitely it is it is it's 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 just a different mindset and a little bit of control and responsibility of what we're saying I think it will make the world a little bit better <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know part of this too is so there's the the feedback angle of it which we've just kind of explored uh, you also mentioned you know to kick things off Angelica you had also mentioned Okay, societally, there's a lot of things going on that, you know, rub a lot of people the wrong way. Uh, and without, you know, I think we can, I think we all know what we're talking about. The current administration, bum, bum, bum. Surprise! <laughs> there's my political views put out there, um, which I don't think was a secret. But in any case, um, you know, so after the election last year, I was, I, was t I think the next day or two days later, um, I had, was teaching a yoga class. 
And and I'll tell you, and I don't I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but the day after the election, there was like a palpable yes. feeling yes. in the air, and like you could see it on people's faces. You make eye contact with someone, and it was just like they just like, they want just to like look down. Sad. Yeah, <laughs> it was right, very right. strange. It was very strange. Um, something that I've never experienced before, and. So yeah, so then it was a couple days later, I was teaching a yoga class, and I, I thought I would be remiss if I didn't in some way address it without, you know, head-on talking about it, because I think people will come to a class like that to get as an escape and for a reprieve. But what I said was, you know, right now a lot of people are upset, maybe you're upset, there's a lot of things that have happened recently that just maybe haven't gone your way. And... What happens is we let those thoughts consume us largely due to the fact because we feel like we do not have control. And when you don't feel like you have control is when you kind of feel like you're at your worst or you feel helpless more or less. And that's what creates a lot of the kind of the negative chatter going on as well as just what makes you feel down at the end of the day. Because if you don't have control, then, you know, then what is there? But what you can, and this was in the context of a yoga class, I was like, but what you can control is your breath. Because usually when things go awry, the first thing you lose control of is your breath. And if you just think about that, you know, visualize that for a second, if you get some bad news, like what do you do? You're like, right? You lose your control over like how you want to breathe because you have these reactive breaths. And as a result, or not as a result, but what you can do instead is take ownership over your breath, take control over your breath, become aware and cognizant of how you are breathing because that's how you start to gain back control of your, then your, your physical actions. Uh, just how do you, you know, like how are you reacting with your hand movements or your body language, that kind of stuff. And then that's going to impact how you interact with someone else. Because I, I think you've seen before, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I know I've experienced a ton of times where Either I've been the person or I've observed someone, like if you're just having a shitty day, say like then like your shoulders are hunched forward a little bit more. So you have this closed off body language and then maybe like your brow is furrowed a little bit. And then when you go to Starbucks and Victoria's like doing the actions over here. <laughs> I'm like hunching my shoulders. <laughs> you look very curmudgeon-y. Uh, and then, you know, like maybe like your shoulders are hunched forward, your brow is furrowed just a little bit. So then like you get your order at Starbucks and the the barista is just not as friendly as they would be if you had more open body language. And then that makes that interaction just a little bit worse. And then that carries forward to the next thing that you do and so on and so forth to where, you know, like your own lack of control of your, your breath and your body then impacts and has this chain reaction down the line to where by the end of the day, you're like, man, this was a crappy day. Like I feel terrible. No one else treated me well, that kind of stuff. But if you kind of, dial it back and be like, all right, well, I know there's a lot going on that's out of my control, but what do I have control over? My own breath, my own body, and how can I use that to impact one person? And then when you can positively impact one person, then you can positively impact 10 and 100 and so on and so forth. And this is exactly why, as an entrepreneur right now, my partner and I, we felt like this is the time where we really need to kind of get the positivity out there again, because there is just so much going on in the world. I think it's even more than ever 
either we are just more aware of it, it's at our fingertips a lot more. Um, I have these conversations with other my peers, mentors, friends, family, everything. I think it's just, you know, everyone's saying the world is getting to be this way and this way. And we see with the road rage, we see things on the news and, you know, living in Chicago and, and politicians. I mean, wherever it is, anybody that hears about Illinois, it's, it's <laughs> definitely something that is a spark of some negativity. So it's a ton of negativity and whether it's politics, whether it's um, unfortunately the shootings that are going on in our city, whether it's businesses are going out of business. I mean, things are, things are really kind of from a, from a viewer's perspective, kind of falling apart here and especially Illinois. And, you know, we will see maybe for the last three seconds of the newscast and say, Oh, here's a puppy that came out of a tree and you know, all the police officers came and they saved it. And this was it. you know, it is time now more than ever to put some light into our city and making sure as entrepreneurs that we're giving back to our community. There are a lot of hungry people here. There's a lot of kids that are not being taken care of. There's a lot of people that are lonely. There are people that are committing suicide. I mean, you know, the things that we can give to a person like a hug or give them some love or give them a positive smile. Even sometimes at the coffee shop, you know, our day could be running late and, you know, we just had some road rage going on and some traffic and everything, but just smiling at somebody um, can really perk up somebody's day. Um, you know, I, I also, as an entrepreneur, we go into shelters a lot and we see these children um, where they don't have families. They don't, they don't have guidance and, being able to to be able to make them smile and and put a little positivity into their life makes a huge difference and it's it's so easy to be able to give back to somebody and to give them a smile and to stay positive with them through entrepreneurship is what really gives you the drive to keep on going it's it's going to be that other person it's another person that will just fall into your lap that all of a sudden will make your journey through entrepreneurship or or let's say an artist that has a song going out there or, or even a, a child that's going through a tough time is, is really going to help make that person's life a little bit better and a, a little bit easier. You know, and, and, and part of this too is, speaking, you know, large, larger society type issues going on and that going back to like the lack of control, and like you were saying, like, you know, maybe just someone needs a hug, but at the same time, what helps your own, you know, individually what helps your own positivity and your own ability to stay, you know, stay up more or less is if you're so like, you know, I watch the news pretty much every day and I generally right. don't like what I see mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm, and I right. generally turn off like Rachel Maddow at night and I'm like, how, uh, like, how is this still happening? You know, like that kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, whether it's that or even like at a local level where it's like, okay, you know, this stuff happened in Chicago today, et cetera. Um, now, I am not only just consuming that stuff and that's it. I am creating things in my own life to help other people. And in turn, that helps me stay positive. So it's like, if the only thing you're doing is just consuming, 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 and it's stuff you don't like consuming... It's not to say only surround yourself in a bubble, but I, what I am saying is, you know, get the good, get the bad, but have something that you're doing yourself that combats the negative. That is, you know, whether that's in our cases, a business, whether that's a blog, whether that's something like a podcast, et cetera, 
you have to like put yourself in a status of being a, a position of being a creator so that you can contribute something into the world that you want to see. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, that's like, that was a message I was putting out there a lot was create the things that you want to see in the world and make yourself necessary at the end of the day. Yeah, what what you just said really hit home, uh, especially like right after the election. So I was like super down and super upset and like everything was just like very negative and um, and everything I was sort of contributing and adding to the conversation or, you know, that I was having on a very small scale um, was like, oh, it's the end of the world, you know, all this stuff. And my husband one day was like, that's it. Like, I get it. You're really upset. We all are. It's, you know, whatever. But you can't just keep saying negative things, like do something about it. And that was actually a, a, a little piece of, I think, what got the wheels turning in, you know, what I'm doing now. And even though maybe I'm, maybe it's a really small impact or whatever it is, just sort of channeling that anger and upset and negativity into, okay, well, what can I do about it really changes things. And I think, again, it just comes back to that different perspective of instead of saying I have you know I have to live here I have to have this you know government I have to whatever saying I get to do x y and z and have a positive impact and make a change or you know whatever it is sort of just that same mindset right and it's you know and it's impossible for us to change the world right now it's it's, we can't do it but the person that you're the closest with where you can reach them and you can make an impact with them or your listener or whoever follows you and that is the person that you could easily reach and make an impact for that's already a huge change from day to day so that, that that's great news and you know just changing that perspective and just making it positive and what we can control is our own lives and take responsibility of our own life and that's why as an entrepreneur i think it's just knowing your targeted audience who your follower is who you're serving that is the person that you could touch and reach and that is who is ultimately going to spread your good word or what you're trying to accomplish they're going to be your cheerleaders your customer base is your, your are your cheerleaders and who you want to shape and how you want to create things is how they're going to spread that message too and it's very important to to always cater to that so again whether it's a podcast whether it's music whether it's you know, a, a baker creating something that spread of the word from your customer base is is going to be your biggest cheerleader. That's a, I, I like that, that point in the sense that knowing who you serve yes. is crucial. Huge. Because otherwise, you just spend a lot of time spinning your wheels. Um, and because if you can serve everyone, then there's a million things you can do. And at the end of the day, you know, every, everyone's, you know, universal purpose is to love and to serve others at the end of the day. But then it's like, OK, what's your specific way of loving and serving others? And who are those others? Because like the reality is we're not all Mother Teresa, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, sure, sure. and the you know, for those of us who are for those people who are great, <laughs> I'm not that person. Um, <laughs> However, you can be, you know, that person of influence, you can be that person of servitude to a specific set of people. And in a business context, you're right, that's your target market. But you don't even have to be 
a business owner to have a quote unquote like target market in your mind. And I'm just using like the business phrase there, but, but to have an audience in mind of who am I here for and, and how am I helping them? Because the more you hone in on that, the more useful whatever your outputs are, the more, the more useful your outputs are because you are making it so valuable to one specific group of people. And if you're really valuable to one specific group of people, they're going to have amazing experiences, amazing interactions with you, whether it's you personally, whether it's your product, your service, your content, whatever that might be. And then you'll start to see this kind of spillover effect happen where other people who aren't part of that core audience you serve, they get interested as well and they want to be part of it too. But because you start focused and you start and you know who you're serving up front, you're able to provide an immense amount of value, which then ripples out and impacts more people. Right, right. And, and a little bit of background of who, you know, what I did in the past too. I, I was a salon manager for Upscale Salon and you know, I, I just absolutely, I, I absolutely love people. And I didn't, I didn't do hair because I absolutely loved to put bleach on somebody's hair and see the change of the, the color made for a person's hair. I loved it because I was able to connect with my person that sat in my chair. I was able to, to listen to what they wanted to pour out at me, whether it was, you know, something that was happening between her and her husband, whether it was a, 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 you know, pink slip that they received at work and they were just having a really crappy day because they just knew that they had to go find another job. And for that two hours that they sat in my chair, they were able to let all of that out and just get their hair done. And then once I finished doing their hair, they felt really, really good about it. They left feeling like a million bucks. And then it extended into my staff. You know, I had I had different types of staff. I had the I had people that just came right out of school and said, oh, my gosh, you know, I don't know if I could do this. I don't know if I can. I have enough knowledge to to highlight somebody's hair or cut it. I'm nervous. I loved being that mentor to that person and know that I can build them and say, hey, it takes practice. It takes a lot of mistakes before you get to your end result and then you feel more confident. But it's that coaching part. It's about knowing that, yes, if you make a mistake, it's okay. You are only going to learn from it and get better from it. But you got to keep making those mistakes to get better. You're going to take practice. It takes a lot of, you know, a lot of research to continue your education and get more classes. So it's building that person and then building even uh, more people at the at, at the salon at the time that I, I uh, was working there. So it was, you know, it came to a point where I was gonna open up my own salon, my own business. And I was married and I started a family and my family started growing and I decided that my family was going to come first, whether, you know, not my business. And I did that for some time. I, put, I dedicated my time to my family and then my new business arose and it was about, again, helping families save money by swapping things. And I saw the, the, the excitement that it, it gathered people together and it made a positive impact where they were laughing. They were having a good time. You know, they kind of forgot about, they were able to forget for two hours, the world's issues and the world's problems. They were absolutely tuning everything out and everybody at the events are just having a good time. They're smiling, they're laughing, they're, 
there there's positivity going around and so it's all about how that person is feeling so it's always about another person and creating a positive environment whether it's mentoring somebody whether it's making them you know let their problem out and let it let it just come out and just being a good listener and maybe coaching for people because it's not about you know i'm going to tell you what to do and you must listen and this is how things are supposed to go it's about listening taking each person's individual individual situation and trying to guide them to get them to be where they want to be. Let's pause for a hot minute for this quick PSA. Are you part of the startup community? If so, keep listening. If not, go ahead and hit the skip ahead button because this is not going to apply to you. The Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast is a property of Raj Nation Innovation. What is Raj Nation Innovation? Well, it's simple. I talk to founders and startup teams every day who flat out tell me, hey, we suck at telling our story. I help remove the suck, combining a unique background of both branding expertise as well as songwriting expertise from my experience as a hip-hop artist, I take a performance lens and mindset to the world of business communication. Using this approach, I partner with growth-focused startups to help them develop their story, their go-to-market message, and their pitch so they can raise venture capital and acquire their early customers. Think of me like the Will Smith character Hitch, but for startups. And yes, I will tell you when you're dancing like an idiot. Does this sound like a conversation we should have? If so, head to www.rajnationinnovation.com. That's R-A-J Nation Innovation.com. Send me a message through there and let's chat. Back now to the podcast. There's a really valuable and important business lesson in what you just said there, whether it is with, uh, with your days managing a salon where you mentioned how it was not like the love for like bleaching someone's hair. It was the love for like, how did they feel when they, you know, left and, you know, what conversation could they have with you during? And then with the swap events, it's like they can forget the world's problems for a couple hours. And, mm-hmm. and the lesson there, and this is something that I, uh, the, it, it reminds me of this, this graphic I've seen online that I love where it shows, and it's, it's, it's a kind of a, it's kind of like a founder entrepreneur graphic where it shows Super Mario, and then it shows the flower like that Mario eats to get the firepower. Mm-hmm. And so it said it was Super Mario plus fire equals, and on the other side is Mario like bigger with the fire shooting a fireball. And underneath Mario, it says your customer. Underneath the flower, it says your product or service. And then underneath Mario with the firepower, it says awesome person who can do rad shit. And Mario, awesome person to do rad shit, it says, this is what your company sells. And then it goes back to the flower, not this. Like, you're not selling the flower. You are selling the result. You're selling the impact, the feeling at the end of the day. Like you're not, you weren't, when you were managing a salon, and uh, Angelica, you were not selling, you were not selling a haircut, right? You were selling the feeling of having your hair done. And how, how much more confidence does that give you at the end of the day? with the swap events, you're not selling, quote unquote, you're not selling swapping clothes, you're selling community. And the the ability to feel like you're part of something. I mean, I I was just on the phone with someone yesterday who was kind of learning more about what I do and they were like, okay, so like, do you, is it like you charge like, like when you come up with an elevator pitch for someone, are you like charging like per line? 
And I said, well, first off, no. And I have this whole process and it's not just like an elevator pitch we do. But I said, I said, if I, I said, if I just charge per line, then I'm a copywriter and I'm, I'm not a copywriter. It's so much more than that. Uh, and there's a lot of years of knowledge and experience built into figuring out how to do this stuff well. And I said, at the end of the day, you're going to pay me, you know, I'm I'm not, Hey, I'm not charging per word. We have a project fee that you're going to pay me. And it's not cheap. It's also not the most expensive thing in the world either, but it's not cheap. And the reason why it's not a per word thing or just like, yeah, here's one line. It costs this much, or I'll give you, she was like, so is it like you give like the first line for free? Then if they want to get the next four lines of it, do they pay X dollars more? And I'm like, no, no, no. Because the ability to have, I was like, it's not like words on a page that you're getting. At the end of the day, the ability to have a strong elevator pitch and to own it and say it with confidence, that's what ultimately gets you a million dollars from a venture capitalist. That's what ultimately gets your first hundred customers paying you and showing you you have a real business on your hands. That's the value of this at the end of the day. I am not selling you words. I am selling you the, the, the lifeblood and success of your company. And that's, that's, that's the point here, right? It's, it's, it's the awesome person who can do rad shit. It's the feeling, the value, the impact at the end of the day that, that that's, what, that's what you're giving someone. Exactly. It's the experience. It's the confidence. It's the, it's the, it's the experience that they felt and going home and knowing that they could go to bed at night. And maybe I possibly made a difference for them. With one more thing I want to touch on here with the positivity aspect is when shit hits the fan in your business, mm-hmm. uh, it's not always the nicest thing, right? I mean, that's why they call it shit hitting the fan. That's right. <laughs> now, I think there's a ton of value. And, and, and I would say amidst all this positivity talk, I don't think there's anything wrong with if you're having a bad day, just own that you're having a bad day and don't feel like you have to slap on a smile on your face if totally. you just don't feel like it. Like there's a, t- there's a ton of value in just feeling the feelings that you have. So that said, Angelica, when things are going awry in your business, when, when you know, things aren't going as planned, when something bad happens, um, can you kind of walk us through mm-hmm. almost like if you can pick out a specific instance, like what is the... Uh, like the graph of emotions that you go through? Oh my gosh, of course. I mean, again, I, I have a, I have a family. I have, I have three children. I have three kids and my day can be very unpredictable. It could be from the moment that I wake up in the morning and it could be, it could be complete chaos right off the bat. And, you know, well, I can have some meetings set up for, for our day. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, my kids are not feeling well or somebody's sick. And then all of a sudden I have to go to a meeting. I've had maybe two hours of sleep. And all of a sudden, you know, I will show up at a meeting and this person will just whatever, you know, my partner and I have prepared for that day. And they'll say, you know, this is, this is not, you know, they're not happy with what we have to sell them. And, you know, all of a sudden we'll come home and all of a sudden, you know, we'll get that negative one review and this will be all on one day. And all of a sudden we'll get a leak in the basement. So not only is it just something that could happen on a bad day for work, but it could be even at home and it could be all piled up into one because usually that's how it happens. Mm-hmm. You're right? Am I always, right? I mean, when it, it rains, it, of course. Always. It does. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be walking through rain and flip-flops with no umbrella. Okay? <laughs> and those are the days that it is rough. 
it is rough and it is it is really hard but you know sometimes what gets me through the day is i will go to the gym i will take that kickboxing class and i will just I will just let it all out there and then, you know, come home and have a margarita at night. <laughs> and, uh, and Alcohol I know that the answer, I have ladies faith. and gentlemen. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what happens. And I know that tomorrow's a new day and, you know, I got to say I could start off fresh again. I'm going to start off fresh tomorrow and I just cannot let what happened yesterday because I cannot change what happened yesterday already. I can only change what's going to happen today and what's possibly might happen tomorrow. I can plan for tomorrow. So I really just take every day as it comes and I try to, no matter what, I have three kids and I have to set an example for them and be a mentor for them. So as much as I want to you know, kick and scream and things, but I, at the same time, I just know that there, I have to let that stress and those worries out a different way. So working out definitely gets a lot of the stress out for me and having a margarita at night. (laughs) (laughs) Now, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to ask a question here that I don't think I've ever asked on this show before. And I've more recently, I've become curious about it just based on certain people that I've talked to specifically mom entrepreneurs Hmm? and this may be a shitty question because you don't have any other experience to my knowledge besides being a mom entrepreneur it's like asking someone with twins like what's it like having twins well i don't know i never had one kid so this is my this is my reality but uh instead of asking like i guess a bad question like what's it like being a mom entrepreneur what i what i'm more curious to know is do you feel a specific um Burden isn't the right word, but do you feel do you feel a specific, um, almost like responsibility because you are a mom entrepreneur, and not just responsibility to your kids, but like, do you feel like you have to like set an example for other people? And I, I, I guess let me. I think the best way to formulate this is: Do you feel your words and actions represent just you, or do you feel that they represent the larger community of mom entrepreneurs? Well, I I definitely feel that being a mom entrepreneur, I'm I have my game face on because I definitely want to set the example. My family is what drives me and what gives me the passion to do what I'm doing. That's why we have kids swapping events. I feel that I have one chance to shape my kids and I can reach out to my kids because they're my kids. They live at home. I so far I can give them the tools that they need to have to be able to thrive. So. I can only try to do what I can do to, to, to try to raise good kids and good people. Um, as a as a mom entrepreneur, as I like to call myself, <laughs> I um, I don't feel like I'm trying to to you know make myself more of a mentor for other moms because I feel that they're you know they're huge multitaskers and they just they they're rocking it and they're trying they're they're trying to make their business work through you know their family and their situation what time they have that's limited but i feel that i am definitely always keeping my family in mind as i'm um, doing this business because i'm trying to leave a little bit of a legacy for them and trying to make sure that they say hey this was my mom and she tried to make a difference into the world and you know maybe it'll it'll spread to their friends and to their families. So it's another way of, of getting our word out there and and trying to make, trying to raise good people out there because we need it. I mean, we gotta have a balance, right? We have to have a balance of, of synergy going out there. So 
It's it's hard. It's it definitely has its challenges, but I just love the challenge. I love, you know, trying to to make our entrepreneurship and 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 our business something that our, our kids will be proud of and our families will be proud of and 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 our the people that we're trying to reach we want them to be proud of what we're doing too so whoever we're we're trying to change you know lives of that's that's ultimately what the goal is is to kind of offset all some of the negativity that's going on out there i mean we have to have a balance mm-hmm. okay it's let's, hard yeah. it's hard it no. is really, really hard. <laughs> i think every entrepreneur i think every entrepreneur no matter what nobody goes into business or nobody has a podcast or nobody is opening up a restaurant to serve themselves it's it's it, it's not happening. A person goes into business or entrepreneurship to serve others, no matter what it is. So it's always about somebody else and pleasing somebody else. Yeah. And if you're in it to serve yourself, you're probably in the wrong game. <laughs> exactly. It's, well, right. it's probably exactly. not going to last very long. Yeah. Yeah. It won't, yeah, it won't last for very long. Let's, let's, let's transition here and talk more about Swap Adventure. Um, so, and, and we've, we've kind of alluded to it so far um, in this episode, but uh, really, so it's at, at face value, Swap Adventure is about uh, connecting people through recycling, but let our listeners know why it's about more than that. You know, what's, what's the awesome person who can do rad shit behind Swap Adventure? Well, Swap Adventure, I think the name alone, you know, we, we have created an adventure for families. And what I mean by that is, you know, people have a lot of stuff in their house that they just purely don't need anymore. And 40% of us Americans just love to throw toys out in the garbage when they are perfectly great shape to be able to be recycled. So what we do is really fun events for families to come to fun venues like trampoline parks and and fun 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 places for kids and come for a two-hour event swap those things with one another for free so basically you're walking into an event and you're shopping for a hundred percent off i mean it's awesome and once the families are able to swap they're enjoying the venue having a good time and then all the surplus items after the events go directly to shelters to orphanages or low-income programs so we my partner and i go into these shelters and we personally hand over the items to these kids that are really going through a tough time whether they've lost things through going through a fire or they don't have parents and you know they're not able to even give themselves any toys or clothes or books or, you know, um, they're lacking those items or they've been through domestic violence situations. You know, we're able to give them the items that they need that possibly could have been thrown out just easily a couple of days before. So, so we're trying to balance out the things that are um, just basically sitting in our homes and giving it to the people that truly need it. So we're connecting the two together and, and really coming up with some awesome events and making a huge impact to our city so far. How did you and your co-founder come up with this? So it was a moment between my two my two jobs. I was I was a hairstylist and it just so happened that I was doing hair and my clients just kept bringing me stuff from their house to my home. They're like, well, I don't need this painting anymore. It looks great on your wall or I don't need this shirt anymore. Why don't you try it? It just it happened at this one time. 
And I just, I had my third child and I knew by my third child that, you know, they grow, outgrow things so quickly and I just don't want to buy something that they're going to outgrow. I don't want to buy anything new for them at this point. And I started calling up my friends. I called my, I called the co-founder and I said, Hey, do you have a couple of items that I can, you know, borrow from you for the time being, just so I can save a little bit of money. And we were just swapping things with one another. And then our group of friends grew and then all of a sudden more people have known about swap adventure and they said that hey, I would love to join this group and it started growing and growing and growing and now we've been able to have over 50 swapping events in a year and over 50 shelter distributions in a year and we've been helping thousands of people save thousands of dollars and we've been able to help these shelters that basically have not had you know, clothes or toys that they were able to provide for their, for the kids at the, at the shelters at the time being, or, or maybe even give them a birthday present that they were never going to receive. So it's been a journey and experience. We've never even possibly even thought that would have occurred. And it just happened naturally, honestly. So cool. So where are you doing these like geographically, like kind of where are you guys doing these events now and where are you looking to expand them? So currently we are in the Chicagoland area and we're, you know, we're based in, we're in the city. We have some events coming up in Chicago, Evanston. We have things going on in Buffalo Grove, Des Plaines, Mount Prospect, Norwich. So we're in the Chicagoland area. We have, we had events in California and Indiana. California is definitely still in the running for more events. So we're super excited. And, you know, we we want to make an impact for people. We see that it's working. So if we can go state by state, mile by mile, we'll see where it expands. And we would love to see it go nationwide, of course, because there's there's definitely a need for shopping for free <laughs> and being able to, you know, provide help our landfills a little bit and and being able to have people recycle. I mean, people are just loving the experience. So we can I know and it's like in a bigger scale and stuff, but it's it's helping our planet. It's helping our families and are helping the, those in need and kind of balancing things out for, for our fa- families here in the city. I'd say those are all causes worth helping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. All right. Let's, uh, let's uh, kind of bring it back to our main topic now. To wrap up, uh, we'll go one by one and give our answer to today's question based on the discussion. Today's question was how do you remain positive? Victoria, we'll start with you. So I think that I like the point that you made, Raj, that it's okay to have those days that are sucky and where where you just acknowledge it and you own it. I think it's more about shifting your mind to figure out like how I can make this a positive. So acknowledging, okay, this is crappy. <laughs> But how can I how can I change the way I'm thinking about it to make it a positive experience? So for me, it's just that that mental shift of acknowledging, but pivoting. Have to versus get to. Exactly. Cool. My answer for how do you remain positive? Uh, a couple things. One, it's kind of what you were just saying, Victoria, which I guess is what I was saying. <laughs> uh, but kind of owning the feelings as you're feeling them. Because I think if you just bury and push them away, they're just going to bubble up and be terrible yeah, later, later on. But at the same time, understanding that even in the moments where you feel like you don't have control, you are completely helpless, you do have control over a few things. You have control over 
you, you don't have control over the situation, but you do have control over your response to the situation. And I think knowing that helps a little bit. And you may not even respond in the most positive way in the situation, but if you're aware of it, you know that you can get out of it and you're not just stuck in this perpetual cycle of, oh, I feel bad. Things are happening and making me feel bad. Well, now I feel bad because things are bad are happening. And then well, they, more bad things are happening and so on. And it becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy. So it's understanding the, the control that you ultimately have over your reaction to things. Angelica, how do you remain positive? Remaining positive is, is, is exactly what you, Raj, and, and Victoria, what you're saying is owning your day. I mean, there, I, I seen something out there where it says go 24 hours without complaining about something. And yes, we all have bad days and we, we have to let it out somehow. And we are in full control of that. But at the end of the day, it will make it easier for you and makes your day a little bit easier when you do remain a little bit positive. There has to be that balance. If they're, if you're having a bad day, try to make your, you know, try to do something for yourself to make it positive the next day, because then then you will get that balance and and it'll help out your day, whether it's through business, whether it's your day with your family, whether it's your, your social media day, whatever you're talking to another person, because that will make an impact too. I think I might try not complaining the rest of the day. <laughs> See, maybe try. Yeah. It will. It really does make a little bit of a change. It it's will, like very scary to just, just yeah. commit to that. If we did a little bit of a change, if every person took a little bit of responsibility and just made it a little bit of more of a positive day, I think that would be a little bit more balancing, especially with our world's situations or issues that are going on. Keep in mind, Victoria, you do have to drop your parents off at O'Hare Airport that's later. True. So <laughs> that means, yeah, that's yeah. going to be tough to not complain. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Angelica Babich, co-founder, CEO of Swap Adventure. Thank you so much for joining us. This is fun. Thank you so much. That wrapped up our conversation with Angelica Babich. Angelica, thank you so much for joining us and bringing a little positivity into our days. Did you, the listener, enjoy this episode? If so, the best compliment you can give us is a rating and review on iTunes. Ratings and reviews help more people find the show. Therefore, more people get to discover their inner awesome. Go ahead and subscribe to the show as well on whatever platform it is you listen to, whether that is iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, or the various other podcasting platforms where you can find this show. For full show notes, references, and resources, as well as Angelica's contact information, you can grab it all at www.discoveryourinnerawesome.com. We will be back next week with Angelica's co-founder, Maggie Pavelko. But that'll do it for this one. Thank you again to Angelica Babich for joining us. For Victoria Cohen, I am Raj Nation. You have been listening to the Discover Your Inner Awesome podcast. We will see you next time. But in the meantime, take care and be awesome today. Awesome.